all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome back into another off-season episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis. And we have another fun episode in store for you guys today. We're back on YouTube, as our last episode with Brendan Boylan of Saints News Network, also award-nominated uh, film producer. He um, was on the podcast last week. And we had a lot of fun talking with him, but because my tech skills aren't just top-notch 100%, couldn't get both of our videos into the YouTube form. I may still post the podcast just like without the videos, um, but definitely check out that podcast if you haven't already. And we're going to continue our talk on the NFL draft. Not that much news, we'll get into some news as well, but a lot of draft talk as we're a few weeks away now, two weeks away to the NFL draft. And I just can't wait for the drafts to be really fun. The Saints obviously have to fill up some holes. I believe they'll do it through the draft, maybe through some late rounds of free agency as well. But, I mean, now it's, it's probably going to be that free agency will be after the draft. So it'll be interesting what the Saints do as maybe there'll be a Quan Alexander reunion. And that's kind of interesting how the Saints are open to that, it's seeming, as he's coming back, I mean, from his injury and no team has signed him yet. So that's, to me, moving him towards a Saints reunion. The Saints actually did sign a receiver, uh, which we'll get into as well. Uh, Jalen McClensky from Tulane in Oklahoma State. He was with the Falcons last year uh, as he was signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, we're just going to, I think, just jump right into that to start as this is kind of the new news for today as the Saints did reach a one-year deal uh, with the former Tulane player and then also Oklahoma State. He had his best year in at Oklahoma State, I should say. He had seven touchdowns back in 2016, and he had 73 catches that year as only a sophomore. And he played games as a freshman, looked like he was going to really take that next step in his next two years, and then just did not. And, you know, his senior year only had four games, which is why he had a grad year, and he went to and uh, transferred to Tulane, where he finished off his career had four touchdowns there, had a game-winning touchdown against Houston. So, I mean, that's obviously in the Tulane uh, folklore, but definitely a local player. But uh, it should be really fun to see what he can do. I mean, at his pro day, he had a 4.28 uh, 40-yard dash time. So he's a burner, and he can really, uh, you know, speed it downfield. And for the Saints, obviously looking to stretch their field with a new quarterback in there, whether it be Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, that's definitely going to be a weapon. And we'll see what the Saints can do with him if they can uh, really – uh, start to develop him. The Saints have been pretty good at developing receivers. I mean, you look at Deontay Harris, you know, I look at Marquez Callaway, they've been able to find receivers in the rough here. I mean, even ones that were just like training camp, um, you know, guys that ended up uh, being, you know, I, I think like they flashed in training camp and didn't end up making the team like a guy like Emmanuel Butler. Or I mean, the Saints just seem they're pretty good at adding that uh, undrafted the free agent talent, even in, even the players that maybe made the team and didn't you know, do like amazing things, but they still made the team like little Jordan Humphrey who was there. And like those things to me matter. And maybe he's a player that does that. He said he models his game off Julian Edelman, which I thought was really interesting. So more of a slot guy, which um, to me is um, interesting. And I, I think he's a player that just looking at his size, you could definitely see him being that, that burner. I mean, 5'11", 165. So definitely, you know, not like 200 pounds, but 5'11 is not too, too short. I mean, it's not like, you know, tall, but it's not like too, too short. And, you know, when you have that uh, speed, that's obviously really helps 4.28. 
and you know even like four three like that's great speed and like the thing is with speed and we were talking about it last week like Deontay Harris you know he's got speed but also he's got that short area quickness I'll be interested to see if McClensky also has that short area quickness because if he does then you actually see a guy that maybe not just be a deep ball, he could also be in the short area as well, and then he could be used like a Darren Sproles type guy, and that makes you a lot more versatile. That doesn't make that makes you more one of a kind. Doesn't make you like a run and a mill speedster because at the end of the day, you know there are a lot of those in the NFL, and you know in the Saints offense, you'd like someone that could also win in that short field. Deontay Harris can do it. Maybe McClensky can do it as well. So a guy that's going to be depth in training camp here. We'll see. Maybe he grows from there. And, you know, still a young player, and we'll just see where he kind of goes from there. But it will definitely be very interesting to see, um, you know, what he can do. And, again, he'll be a guy that, with that speed, try to get open that short area, long throws as well. And we'll kind of see what happens with him. So it seems like he wants to model his game off of Julian Edelman. You'd think he's going to be kind of in the slot for the Saints, and maybe he'll be trying out for that type of receiver role for the team. But we'll see what ends up happening with him. But definitely wanted to mention... Um, you know, his signing and acknowledge that as we'll see what happens. And, you know, he'll be another guy that adds this 90-man roster as, you know, we will have preseason games this year. We will have training camps. It'll be very fun to see how that all works out there. So that was one piece of news. And then kind of the other big piece of news was like, I mean, there were a few, but like we talked about the Kwan Alexander. I just want to kind of go over that shortly. Just like, to me, that that could be shaping up to bring him back. I honestly think the Saints will try to bring in probably one more veteran and whether that's a Richard Sherman or Josh Norman maybe at the cornerback position, or maybe like a TJ Carey who is kind of linked to the Saints, he visited with the Saints, or it's going to be a linebacker. And to me, that linebacker would be Quan Alexander. And he's the guy that I think the Saints would go out and get coming back from the Achilles injury. If it's you know if he's doing well with that Achilles and he's going to come back strong, get him for sure. And even if like you know you have to see that if it's only a one year deal, it's not that much money. You know, you still try that out. So I think that'll be really interesting to see how that works. And honestly, I, I think the Saints, like, they get Kwan, they'll bring back Kwan, and then they'll get a cornerback in the first round. That's just kind of what I think what they do. And it'll be really interesting to see how that all works out. But I think watch out that Kwan uh, may come back. I, I would actually, you know, not that it's being telegraphed, but to me, it's definitely being, um, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of going that way. I think we're inching towards that resolution where he comes back to the Saints, tests out, his Achilles, and if it all works out, he'll start for the Saints. And that's, I think, kind of your best-case scenario. And, you know, we'll see how that plays from there. Now, you definitely want to add depth with him. I think they will. But if you put in Kwan, head your bets. We all know how much I like that. I think that's really solid. So that's just kind of what I think that the Saints are doing here um, kind of in this news area. And not a lot of it, but there was some news. Obviously, the Kyle Trapps news last week was very interesting. I mean, you did have Julian when we spoke about him. He retired. And then, you know, I think a lot of people are like, because everyone's like the Patriots fans are like, oh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. I mean, let's just let's just push it back. He's got worse stats. And, you know, everyone talks about his playoff production. Marcus Colson is just as good playoff production and better stats. And both won't get in the Hall of Fame. So that's just kind of it. I mean, a lot of podcasters have done some really uh, good, uh, uh, you know, comparisons about that. Chris Rose did a great podcast uh, with the Straight Up Saints and just talking about that a little bit. So I thought that was really fun. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. If you want to see like more of that breakdown, I think it's a fun conversation. Just, I mean, a little late into the game and it wanted to more get on to, you know, uh, what the Saints are doing now. Obviously, with them, you know, signing a guy like McClensky, you know, I wanted to put that in the news. <laughs> Maybe this is a little less, but, um, you know, definitely some great stuff that they were putting out. And it's just, it's interesting why, you know, he gets all that hype. He gets all the hype because he won the Super Bowls, but doesn't have the Pro Bowlers, doesn't have the numbers. And, you know, you look at a guy like Colson who gets absolutely no 
you know, news, no noteworthy stuff. And he was, first of all, really good regular season stat-wise, but then also really good in the playoffs as well. Just didn't have the volume as Edelman has. You know, Saints just, you know, there, you know, there was those years where he was still, you know, a really solid receiver, but the Saints weren't making the playoffs 2014, 2015, 2012. He was still doing really good, but the Saints were making the playoffs early in his career, 2007, 2008. So, you know, that was just kind of how it was uh, with that. But to me, that is, you know, kind of all the news and definitely some interesting things. I mean, you had the receiver, which to me could be, it could be a big move. I mean, we'll just have to see. And, you know, it's just another guy you add to the roster. You, know, you kind of put him in that same, you know, realm battling for those last roster spots. But he can definitely do it, and especially if you want to add someone in the draft, maybe later rounds, which I think the Saints will do. Um, I, I think that's definitely, uh, you know, very, very good uh, there. And then, you know, talking about Kwan, I honestly think it's inching towards a comeback, but we'll have to see more with the free agents. Won't get much news on that really until after the draft. So we'll definitely keep tabs on all of this, but really after the drafts, free agency will start back up again and you'll see kind of a lot of veterans sign because there's a lot of veterans available, but we'll talk about that after the draft and see what um, holes the Saints still need to fill. But until then, it's really going to be all draft talk. So you're going to hear these rumors and we'll get on those rumors, but really it's going to be mostly draft talk, which is what we're going to get into next. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk all about this continuation of our mock draft. We did the first two rounds. First round, we picked Zayvon Collins. In the second round, I did with Brendan Boylan. We kind of, you know, he picked the cornerback that he wanted. And then I I didn't want to go back to back on cornerback. So I diversified a little bit and went uh, interior defensive line. So definitely check out that second round. If you want more info on that, we'll talk about it more when we get back as well. So now we're going to do the third round mock today, and we'll get the Saints two picks. They got um, pick 98 and then 105, so we'll definitely jump in to those when we get back from this short break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we're going to get into our NFL draft talk, continuing our mock draft over the last two episodes. So when we first started this, we did the first round, pick Zayvon Collins, the big linebacker out of Tulsa. I think he'll fit really well with the Saints, so I think that would be a really solid pick for them, usually between him and then a cornerback guy like maybe Greg Newsom. And I ended up going Zayvon Collins because I thought there was a little more depth with the cornerbacks. And, you know, I feel like you can hedge your bets with another veteran as well, which I think the Saints will probably end up doing if they don't get a cornerback in the first round. So, again, I feel like right now I just went with a linebacker because I like the depth a little later for cornerbacks. So Zayvon Collins was my first pick. Then second round, I think this is really interesting when you get into it here. And I did it with Brendan Boylan from the Saints News Network. Definitely check out that episode if you haven't already. It's on iTunes and all of those sites, Spotify, but it is not on YouTube. I'm going to try to maybe put it up, but it's not like with our faces. It would just be pictures. So I thought just like putting it on the uh, the audio sites would be better. I just haven't quite yet, as I said earlier with the technology, haven't quite yet be able to do like two faces at once. So right now you can only do the, the YouTube episodes with like my, uh, my face in the um with one person so we're working on that hopefully for our next collab we'll have them both uh there so that would be really fun so i can't wait for that but um now you know (laughs) going back to what we did it was very interesting i I thought because we obviously had the linebacker in the first and then i think cornerback is where you naturally go i think doubling up is the right decision for the saints so i think they will and then it's just like where do you go and cornerback was one main area. Asante Samuel was off the board. He would be the guy at 60. If he's available, I'd go get. I'd probably move up to 55 and go get him if he's still available. We talked about that as well. 
but he wasn't there. It was more of the Aaron Robinson type players. You know, it, it was more of the Elijah Molden type players as well. Um, and those were the cornerbacks there. Brendan ended up going with Elijah Molden. He said he was just more familiar with him, so that's why he picked him over Robinson. But, you know, you know, if it was up to them two for me, I'd probably go Robinson. But you know, I think both of them are probably around the same player. Um, but um, that's just kind of what I saw between those two guys. And then interior defensive line, I thought it was an area that the Saints could definitely add him. Obviously lost Sheldon Rankins. You need someone to kind of fill his role. And you obviously lost Malcolm Brown as well. So, you you know, you want someone to fill that. And on the outside, you lost a lot of guys. So I was really keying in on Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. He was still available. And, you know, just looking at his value and what he can bring to the table as an instant contributor in the second round to, you know, play multiple positions, could play, you know, that defensive end could be, you know, inside as a three tech. I really like that. Kind of reminds me of like maybe what the Saints did with like Mario Willi- uh, Mario Edwards, excuse me there. Um, I think they could do something similar with him. So if I probably didn't go cornerback, it would have been really close. So Brendan went with the cornerback. I went with a defensive, um, you know, interior player. And, you know, we'll kind of just like for this third round mock, I'll just kind of basically like say, well, if we pick the cornerback, this is where we pick. If we pick the, um, you know, interior guy, this is who we pick. So that's just kind of what it was there. But for this first third round pick in number 98, we're just going to, you know, get right into it. And for this pick, to me, you've got to go offense because you already went two in a row. I think you still have some worries on the offense, so you're not going to probably go three straight defensive picks. So I wanted to go back to the offense. And for me, the biggest area, just looking at these names, which we'll get into in a second, the biggest area for me is kind of that offensive line. So if you can add an offensive lineman, this would be great. Maybe Obviously more of a depth developmental guy, but I think receiver would be another area, tight end too. But right now there weren't a lot of tight ends available Receiver, I think, you know, you can kind of wait. The Saints have been good at waiting, getting that fourth round pick, and that's probably, probably I jump on a receiver. But third round, I think, you know, you're looking at the guys that were available. There were a few um, interior guys. There was one tackle that was available that I like um, a little more here for this offense. So here are the guys just running down the list as, you know, I'm just going to, you know, on the podcast, I'll say them. And then on YouTube, I'll obviously say them as well, but I'll also put it up on the screen. So I'm um, just starting it off here. This is all from the Draft Network. This is their ranking system of the best available. Thank you to Draft Network so we can do these simulations. It's really fun. PFF does something similar. But for this one, we did do a Draft Network. So first was the best available was Michael Carter from UNC. He is a running back. Then uh, the next guy was Kenneth Gainwell, another running back out of Memphis. Then you had Quincy Roach, the edge rusher out of Miami. Then you had Trey Sermon, the running back out of Ohio State and also Oklahoma. Then Trey Smith, the interior offensive lineman from Tennessee. Ben Cleveland, he was the interior lineman from Georgia. Then you have Robert Rochelle, the cornerback from Central Arkansas. And then Jay Tuffle, the interior defensive lineman from USC. There are also a few other guys available. Kyle Trask was there. The offensive tackle I was talking about was James Hudson from Cincinnati. So those are kind of the guys available. Tyler Shelvin from LSU is available. Alan McNeil from NC State, uh, the interior Defensive lineman was also available. So those are kind of the guys that were on the board. And for me, I keyed in on the two interior guys. And that's what we'll talk about. Trey Smith and Ben Cleveland. And these are the two guys I'd probably go after. Both both guys are just huge human beings. Both 6'6". You know, Trey Smith is 320. Ben Cleveland's 343. These are big human beings. And they're going to plug up space. They're going to be very, very powerful in the interior. And, you know, kind of when looking at this, Ben Cleveland has a little more mobility. And he's you know, kind of a little about a little better about getting out in space, which I think the Saints would probably like better. 
Trey Smith is probably the better power player. If you want someone that could be power and line them up and go, which I think the Saints maybe need a little bit of that, to be honest with you. Um, you know, they have a lot of those zone running schemes, which is like that's what they run for the most part. So I understand that. But, you know, you look at Larry Walford. He wasn't a zone guy, but he fit really well with the Saints. And I think that looking at a guy like Ben Cleveland could be similar or a guy like Trey Smith could be uh, similar as well. But I think um, when you look at Cleveland, he's a little more mobile. And, you know, he's, a, you know, a little more better about getting out in space. Still very good at, you know, um, doing that power stuff and, you know, his, you know, what he kind of does. But getting out in space is something he does as well. So he kind of do a little both of those. When Trey Smith, he's big, powerful guy. He's kind of 100% power and he's really good at that. And then, you know, just body control, something for him is, is you know, a, a little lacking just because he's so big and that could be an issue. But like Ben Cleveland his his hand placement isn't the best like you know for power and like all that stuff leverage isn't the best sometimes could be overreaching sometimes which isn't the best and you know he's kind of the guy that maybe could do a little bit of both a little mobile a little power he's more of a power guy but you know i think he could get out there if needed and then you'll look at you know trey smith maybe just all power he can get out a little bit but really he's kind of more of that power guy and i think the saints would probably go cleveland I think in that respect, just because he does have mobility and maybe, you know, a guy that could be a little bo- a little more flexible, but not that much more. And Trey Smith, I mean, he's, you know, he's maybe the player that I would go if it was just me and just drafting, but just what the Saints like and what they like to draft, they're probably going to go Ben Cleveland if they had to pick between the two. But that's just based on their preferences and like what they usually pick. But I mean, it's just, you know, both same grade from NFL.com, both 6.18, which ranks them as you know, good backups and good depth to start, and then they could project into the starter role later. So both guys rated very similarly, 95 and 99 in the draft network. So very similar players, and I could see them picking either or. Ben Cleveland's probably the guy, like he's the guy I'm going to select for the Saints, but Trey Smith may be the better just power guy, and he does a lot of really good stuff, but also like body control's an issue, and you know, he can kind of, you know, end up on the ground like Andrew Speed sometimes. So that's kind of the difference. And, you know, I, I feel like Trey Smith, though, you know, could have those like really big win plays like Andrews Pete has. So a very interesting there, but doesn't get out in space as much. So, you know, it's just kind of that, you know, that weighing between the two. I think the Saints would go Cleveland. So that's who I'll pick. But I think it's just very, it's very, very close between these two guys. And you can go either or, and I'd be very, very happy. I mean, it's just like when looking at this pick, the Saints aren't going to go running back. You already have that. You could go edge rusher, but you know, you know, you went two defensive picks in a row. You're probably not going to go three. That's just kind of how I look. Robert Rochelle was a guy that I really like. And especially, you know, if I picked, you know, Milton Williams. So if I have Milton Williams and, you know, Zayvon Collins, I would have probably really liked to pick Robert Rochelle here. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until 105. If he's still there, I'm going to pick Robert Rochelle. I'll just say that right now. We'll see if he if he if he's there. We'll show you guys in just a bit. But I'm going to wait so I can pick the offensive linemen because they're not going to be there probably. Those are your best two offensive linemen available. I bet at least one of them will be gone in that next pick, just over your next eight picks. That's probably what's going to happen. If you want a quarterback, Kyle Trask still available. Saints were connected with him. I'd rather see what I got this year at quarterback, maybe fourth, fifth round. Not right now. I, I would rather have the interior player that I like best and, you know, we add to that depth there. But Trask is available. Maybe if Kellen was available, I'd think about drafting him um, or Davis Mills maybe, but they're not. Kyle Trask was there. I'll hold off for a second. But I think Kyle Trask is an awful value in the third round if he fell um, to 105. That's not bad value for him, you know, at the end of the third round. I, I, I honestly think he's more of like a second-round talent, uh, maybe like late second round. I mean, a lot of people aren't that high on him. I'm not like high on him. You know, I'm not, I don't think he's a first-round talent. But I do think that he's kind of in that Mac Jones area. I think, you know, I think I'm more like end of first round for Mac Jones, beginning of the second round for Kyle Trask. 
you know, so like around 50 for Kyle Trask, probably 40 for Mac Jones or 30 for Mac Jones. That's just kind of how I am, you know, between those guys. I, I think they fall in the same area. That, that's just kind of how I feel. I, I don't think Mac Jones is like a bad prospect, but I don't think he's a top 10 prospect. And, and that's kind of the same with Kyle Trask and like Davis Mills and those guys, Kyle Mont. I, I, I think like, you know, when you're looking at the groups of draft, I think you have the top four. I think you have Lance, Fields, Lawrence, and then Zach Wilson. And then I think you back him up in your second. This is kind of your end of first second. So I think your end of first guy would be Mac Jones. But then after that, I think it's more of like, you know, in that 40 to 50 range, I think Mond, then you have Trax, then you have Davis Mills. I think they're all in that area, that probably 60. And then after that, you go into like the third, fourth rounds. I think that's when you get the Jamie Newman types. And then, you know, beyond that, Sam Ellinger, maybe sixth round, you know, you know, you know how I get you guys, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get at, but th- that's just kind of my first round guys. Second round guys, third round and beyond. But I, I do think Trask would be good value at 105. I just feel like this team has other needs and they have a quarterback. You, you have two quarterbacks you got to try out here. I mean, you got to try out Winston and you got to try out Hill. You got to see if one of them's are they're your future. You're just giving them, you know, you, you've put enough into them that you, they have one year. And if it doesn't work out, you're probably not that good. And then you get your first round pick. As I said last week, that's what I'd go. But that's, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they got Trask. I just think that right now the value would be better to pick the interior help out the quarterbacks that are already in the building with some offensive line now moving to 105 and 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 this is going to be a very interesting pick because you know you look at the guys who are on the board first kenneth gainwell who was there the first time you have trey sermon who was there as well so both running backs robert rochelle still on the board which probably i already tipped my hand he's going to be the guy that i'm going to go but i'll tell you why later jay tuffle still there if you pick now, if you have Robinson already, then you probably you're obviously not going to go Rochelle, and you're gonna you're gonna go someone else here, and you know then you look at a guy like Tuffle. I think Jay Tuffle could be a guy. I think you know looking at the guys still available, Aylin McNeil is still there, um, Tyler Shelvin's still there, Kyle Trask is still there. Then you could kind of you know think about other guys. But right now, this you know in, in the mock that I said, so I said Milton uh, Milton Williams. Well, I'll stick with that. I I, I think your third round. You know, you, you, you got to get a cornerback. You got to get a cornerback in your top three. And this is where you go out and, you know, you, you get your guy here um, with a Rochelle. And Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas, so a smaller school guy. So I, I think that's why he's not going to be that top, you know, not that top two rounds because it is a smaller school. But he's got really good measurables. And I really like what he was able to do in his, in, in his uh, tape. You know, looking at his pro- prospect grade from NFL.com, 6.25. So that's right around, um, you know, a, a guy that's going to start in the first two years. He's a projected starter within the first two years. So he's right around there. So that's really good. Like, that's obviously what the Saints want. Maybe one year sit, but then, you know, maybe if they can talk him up to play, that's great. His NFL comparisons, James Bradbury. That would be amazing for the Saints, you know, to get someone like him. And he's got the physical, he's got the athletic skills. I mean, you know, he's six foot, 193. That's obviously really good. His arms are 32 and a half. That's good. Hands, um, 8.5 uh, inches. That's not bad as well. I mean, he's a guy that was 10th in interceptions in the whole FCS in his junior year. You know, he, he had a good year. He went to the senior bowl. That's obviously really good. And he's got the length. He's got the size. He's got the explosiveness. That's really good. And you know, evaluators, according to NFL.com, are just buzzing of, you know, his of his numbers, his testing numbers here. But, you know, he has all the tools to play in both man and zone. That's great. He played in the press man in college. He has more experience with that, which is what he'd probably primarily do with the Saints. But he can also play that cover three. He can play that zone. That's obviously really, really good. He's, you know, able to do, um, to me, 
I think a lot of good stuff in both areas. Now, I, I do think that probably a year of him, like if you're hedging your bets, you put him with a veteran, that'll probably do him a lot of good just because he's coming from a small school and throwing him right into the fire probably wouldn't be the best idea. That's why he's being picked in the third round. But I think probably throughout the year, he'd get better and better and better. Maybe like a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson type where he starts the year, you know, with Patrick Robinson, but then, you know, and PJ Williams, but then as the year goes on, like 2019, he ends up taking that nickel corner slot. I do think Rochelle can do the same thing. And uh, that's just kind of what what I'm looking at there. And, you know, you're looking at his strengths. You know, he's got the explosive explosive skill set. He's very good at, you know, with his long arms, getting into, you know, the wide receiver's grill, making catches. He has really good ball hawking talent. He has 12 interceptions in his career. That's really good. He can catch the ball. That's something great takeaways. He's got really good recovery speed on deep balls. That's really good catching back up even after he's beat. He's got the physical traits, got the athletic traits. And then also, you know, he's able to play man. He's, you know, good at, with his technique in that realm. I think Zone, I think he's played it before, and I think he's familiar with it. I just think he probably needs some work there. That's just kind of, you know, what I'm thinking there. His, you know, his technique, I, I, obviously, coming from a smaller school is going to have to get better. Um, you know, I, I think he, you know, could maybe use a little help with the press technique for sure. And then just, like, you know, he can be persuaded by, like, fakes from the wide receiver, more veteran moves. He's going to bite him. That's just kind of what he is. So, you know, maybe some things like that, if you get what I'm saying. It's like more of those that you pick up just as you play better talent. And that's what I think he's going to need to do. And just like, I feel like that's just kind of what, you know, he has all the tools. It's just now he's got to develop them. I think, you know, a guy like Chris Richard can help him that with, with that. I think he's familiar with playing in a lot of areas, but I just think he needs more play. You know, he needs more play against top talent, but I think all that stuff as he plays you know, I think he'll be a quick learner and be a good pick. I, I honestly see that Chauncey Garner-Johnson projection. He maybe doesn't start the year, but by like week 10, he's starting. And I think he could be that guy because he just has all the intangibles. You just got to help him put it together. And, you know, just what um, I'll put one quote from, you know, this is from NFL.com of what an area scout for an AFC uh, team said. He said, this guy, um, this is the guy that a lot of scouts are talking about because he's got long arms and how he's going to test, obviously, scouting, scouting combine pro day all that stuff there are teams out there who will draft him alone on that and they don't care about his tape so like you know to me i think his tape is good you know and you see it you just don't know what to put into it because he played at fcs schools but again i feel like his tape is good he jumps off the screen like he jumps off as like he's the best player so that that's obviously really important but that's just kind of all that stuff when you're looking at rochelle as i think he's going to be you know a good player and you know he's kind of that guy in the third round that just like garner johnson I, i think will get better throughout and He'll end up being a really solid pickup for the Saints. So he is who I pick at 105. So kind of recapping it, we're able to get Ben Cleveland with 98 or a Trey Smith. I think they'll end up going Cleveland if they were down to the two. So we'll pick him and then we'll go uh, with Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas, the cornerback with our 105th pick. So at this point, we got Zayvon Collins and then Milton Williams. But then also, you know, looking at guys like Aaron Robinson as well. Um, we were really between those two guys. And then we were with Brennan Boyle he picked um, Elijah Molden. And then third round, we went um, in with 105, we went Robert Rochelle. And then 98, we went Ben Cleveland. So that's our first four picks. Our next you know, um, episode, we're going to get into the, the last four picks. Hopefully, we'll get a wide receiver in there. You know, some other stuff as well to me, and maybe another like special teams cornerback or safety, maybe like to just like, you know, play special teams, but also could um, develop into a maybe safety down the line as well. So definitely get into that. Two, but I mean, I, I am liking the guys we have so far. And I think the second round, maybe it would have filled out better if we moved up 
And then, you know, if you ended up not getting, you know, let's say you ended up getting a guy like Asante Samuel, you still get a guy like Ben Cleveland. But then in that fourth round, you could pick someone else like Aylan McNeil, who I think would be a good defensive. You know, I think Milton Williams is better, but I think Aylan McNeil is, you know, you know he's more of a one tech. Um, but I, I think he could do maybe a little of both. And, you know, he's a guy that um, could, I think, be a solid pick team with Tyler Shelvin, who's more of a one tech. But Again, I feel like you you could win interior in the third instead of the second. Probably get I don't I don't like as much value, but I think you know the drop drop off is less than cornerback probably from Asante Samuel to Rochelle. Maybe a different drop off from you know um, Williams to McNeil. But that's nothing against Rochelle. I think he's a good player, and I think for third round one hundred five, that's great value. And we'll just see what happens from here. So again, we'll be back with the last four four picks of the mock next week, and then. After that, we'll do a full mock, and then it'll be draft time, and then it'll be really, really fun. I just cannot wait. Saints, eight picks, so definitely they'll be busy, so that'll be really, really fun. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up the show. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Houdat Discussion. Then also, you can listen to the podcast wherever you get all your other um, you know, shows that be YouTube, we're on there now with like the video, but then also obviously iTunes, Spotify, you know, all that stuff we are on. So I think with all that said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose and who dat?